Life Camera Action! We're shooting threes, just SMB. We're gonna watch and review film trilogies. It's all for laughs, so just sit back. We're gonna drop hella dimes on this podcast. Hey, we're podcasting. Yes. Welcome back to Shooting Threes Before Trilogy Edition. I am Sarah Griffith. I am Bridget Greenberg, and we have an action-packed episode for you today. I screamed. I cried. Oh, yeah, definitely cried. I um, hawked and I squawked. I And I gave some wistful hmms. I did this a few times. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did a lot of brow-furrowing nodding. Yes, understanding. Yes. Um, I'm I'm pulling up notes like I took any. Uh I was just so enraptured by the movie yes. that I it ended and I was like, "Well, I'll remember what I wanted to talk about." You know, it's interesting when I started watching the movie, I had a little can of rosé. Oh, a can. Little, I know, like a little fun, like a little yeah, thing, yeah. whatever. Like We're a in Paris tonight, whatever. Yeah. It's a link later, whatever. It's a romance. And by the end of the film, I was drinking scotch neat and hand rolling an opium cigarette. An opium cigarette. Well, it was Europe. Okay, okay. I, I was concerned for you like for a second. I intellectually experienced the, this film. Right, okay, this podcast. That by the end of it, I was in an opium den alongside intellectuals gotcha. in a salon I, I, in 19th century Paris. Yeah, which this movie does not take place in. But I was transported. Gotcha. Emotionally, mentally. Yeah, um, I was worried when you said that uh, because the, the drinking scotch neat that all was realistic, and then you said opium cigarette, and no, then I was you like, "No, I would drink it on the rocks." Oh, Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, no, Sarah, I drink, Sarah. I, I drink whiskey. Yeah, which is scotch in a different place. Yes, but that I do drink on the rocks. I actually, side note, I got a Japanese whiskey from a client, mm. and I did enjoy that on the rocks, and no regrets. I, it's okay. it's a beautiful. Yeah, look, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shame you. This isn't. My sister said My that, uh, and she she's like practicing to be a psalm, so she's like Miss Liquor now. Like she's got like all this fucking yeah, sure. knowledge. She was like, you know, think about it. If you drink it on the rocks, the same thing as diluting it with, it with water. Cutting it with water. Yeah. yeah that's why, yeah. Uh, no shame. I also put a Splenda packet in there. Just, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that I'm kidding. that was going to be a thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can't imagine how bad that would taste. <laughs> that would be awful. <laughs> I was so oh. confused. Um, no, you you did look at me like, bitch <laughs> like no i did not do that um anyway enough about scotch um, this is before sunset oh man what this is i forgot going into this and then i was like talking to a friend of mine about that i was gonna go and watch this film and they're like oh isn't that the best one and then i was like it is the best one is this an instance where the sequel is better than the orage um Kind of it, hard to compare. It's I always think. hard when they're when they're close. When a sequel is so good, it's hard. I I find like it's the same thing as like when I think of The Godfather. It's like yeah, two is so good, but you don't have two without one. It's kind Very of true. It's yeah. kind of the, yeah. You can't. It's interesting because it was nominated and I think won, but I I don't know. I know it was definitely nominated for adapted screenplay, yes. which is interesting because I didn't realize it's not adapted from anything. Um, but sequels, but sequels are adaptions. Yes, um, which is. I also did you learn that reading the IMDb page of this? Uh, yes, because I did. This morning. yeah, I was yeah. like, whoa, 
Makes sense, but it's also like a little like. Oh, well, yeah, because I, I was confused when I saw the nominations for Adapted and I was like, why have I read these books then? I know, right? And, like, what uh, the fuck? No, it's. It's um, Adapted. But based let's. It's on a squeak wall. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess we can just get into. Start. Get into this movie, which is and, an emotional roller coaster. And it's something like 84 minutes. Beautiful. The art. Of the less than two hour film uh, is I can't, so undervalued. So undervalued and maybe a lost art these days. I mean, I wish. I don't know if maybe it's the pandemic or something that like people have just kind of forgot that human beings with obligations have to sit down and watch these movies. Yeah. So it is nice to get something in the. 90 minute to like two hour 15. I think that's like the that's sweet spot. That's what all movies should live in. And anybody who makes a longer movie should be jailed. Except, <laughs> except there, there are some we exceptions. We literally just talked about how good The Godfather is. Yeah. And it's like, Coppola should go to hell Coppola. for making us sit through a three and a half hour There movie. are obvious exceptions, exceptions to yes. that rule, but the fact that it is becoming a norm to make to do two and a half, half hours. hours is yeah. um, unacceptable. Yes. Truly unacceptable. I could rant about this forever. Well, especially um, when, and I made this point on Twitter, if you want to go see a movie in theaters, you also have to sit through, no exaggeration, 20 minutes of trailers. So it takes three hours to really watch. It's... it's Oh, a whole day. And you have to drive to and from. Anyway. And also. Exactly. No, it, no exactly. and I agree with that dog. Yeah, um, yeah they were right <laughs> to interject. But also, and this is a petty point and uh, completely off topic, but then the parking needs to extend the time of validation. Okay, and now we're saying something. And now we are getting to the core of what this episode is movies about. Movies are no longer two hours. You can't give me two hour parking for I free. It's a scam. Honestly, I need four. You I need, need four. four. If you're going to play that many trailers, this Nicole Kidman short that we have going on. No, not too much. <laughs> well, <laughs> on the, be the best thing that has happened to theaters in a long time. I like Nicole Kidman. I I like show. that we all start cheering for it now. I don't know. If I you, love it. I um, yeah. Have you have you seen the Matt Damon cryptocurrency? Oh god! Oh, yeah. Because when I first saw that, I thought it was like Regal's answer yeah. to the Nicole Kidman. Thing, and then you're like, like you're Matt oh, Matt Damon selling us crypto. Like, NFTs it, or something. It's so <laughs> that one is so disappointing on so many levels. I um, saw that with a mutual friend of ours, and out loud, both of us said, "What." <laughs> In the theater. <laughs> yeah, it is. That is a disappointing commercial on so many levels. I haven't seen it in a theater, but oh, that's then you awful. haven't experienced then the I way that uh, Matt Damon <laughs> wants to experience the cryptocurrency ad. I mean, you've got to be in the surround sound. Yeah, his follow up Fortune to Goodwill Hunters. The Bold. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Can't say it enough. But, but this film is a polite hour 20 something or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And feels like a lifetime. Wow, that's really profound. Yeah. It's. This and Before Sunrise are like great theater for me. Yeah. It feels like I'm watching a one act. A one I act. I mean, yeah. Even though I watch this by myself, I feel like I can very easily see myself watching this with an audience. Yeah. I can hear the murmur of everybody walking away mm -hmm. at the end of the show. Yeah. Oh, this is a silent theater. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this is something where it's like, I'm, I'm just watching two people on stage. It really yeah. does feel theatrical for me in that way because i think i've seen just my favorite kind of well maybe not favorite but theater that i love to see is something like this where it really is hey just two people yeah experiencing this is a scene from somebody's life 
And then you walk away from that and then it's almost abstract in that, you know, the conversations you have after the fact is kind of where you piece right. together. What did you take away? Well, this is what I took away. Right. And it's, I think it's true of all of these movies when you, no matter how many times you watch it or if you watch it with people, there are always going to be certain conversations that hit you. Because really each yeah. scene is just like a, how the scenes are separated are just conversations they're oh, having. Yeah. So like when they go into this topic or that topic, and I think uh, definitely the things that hit me when I first watched this movie are different than the things that hit me the second time I watched it. Yes. And I say this not in a bad way, but things like this are also films where, yes, sometimes things hit your ear different. And then sometimes you kind of miss yeah. a few lines because you're thinking about something that just happened. Ha yeah. And you're kind of speed, but you didn't really miss no. too much. You're just, it's just very real to how you listen to anything. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's set yeah, the let's, scene. Let's get into it. Uh, so, it's been nine years since uh, our heroes, Jesse and Celeste, agreed to meet on the train platform in Vienna, at the train station in Vienna. And it's also been nine literal years since that, that film was released. Yes. Because Richard Linklater is a true time purist. He's a purist. Um, he's all about authenticity. Yes. And the movie was only shot in that window. For some, Somehow, this movie was shot in 15 days, which is absurd to me. Yeah. And only shot in those couple hours in the late afternoon that yes. they would be in, which is nuts that they got it all done in 15 days, if that's the case. But, uh, I mean, they're so into this movie. They're, it's so lived in that... Mm -hmm. um, they're so good in it that it feels so real. Well, and also, um, look, I mean, the light that they have beautiful. in that afternoon block is yeah. so gorgeous. It's, I mean, it's just a beautiful It's film. Beautiful. beautiful. But yeah, so it's it's nine years later, both in the timeline of the movie and in the timeline of life. Um, and uh, we don't, we start off the movie not knowing what happened, but we just see Jesse, he is on a speaking tour with a book he wrote about the events of that night. And he is in a little bookstore in France, uh, just talking about the book with some critics and reporters. Which is, of course, akin to Linklater's real experience. Right. I'm sure, you know, that yeah. he's kind of the stand into this, that like, yeah. you know, same with before. Well, he, so I read into this, we talked about what happened last time with yes, the woman Amy. in Philadelphia. Yeah. He, um, so in real life, that is what he was hoping with that movie, that he would run into uh. her. Um, during like the screenings of, yeah. of before sunrise and he never did. And like two days before they started shooting this movie is when she found out is when he found out she died. Yeah. It's something like that. That yeah. like, yeah, he a just, couple days. He, he didn't realize like all this time, like she'd actually been dead. dead. Like yeah. it was never going to be that. I think, um, I let's, so does it inform this movie? Is that what you're going to say? No, it informs something that she says, but we can... We'll get to that. We'll get to it. Well, um, also, so he's he's walking through, which I did think like, damn, he's got a good literary agent to be like on yeah, a European uh, book, book tour. tour. Like, I don't know how... How big like, is this book? I mean, it, it's didn't pretty draw, big. it didn't draw a huge crowd, but, but like if you're going on a multiple city European It seems tour, like it has some heat, some buzz in the literary also, world. The book does take place in Vienna, so I guess it just makes sense that, that in the it would be world that they would push be, it in Europe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's funny. There, there are three critics there, one that seems to be enamored that they did meet. Like the book ends ambiguously just yes. like the movie it, it almost feels like a link later talk back from before yes. 
sunrise where you know you have the people who yeah, are like everyone's asking about did it. that really happen and yes. yeah and the people who absolutely believe it and the people who the, the three bears go yeah yeah exactly the person like this way that way and one kind of in the middle yeah he doesn't uh i think more where we felt where like he wants to believe they meet but doesn't know yes and doesn't want to count on that uh but, we're also being treated to what i i'm a sucker for this in film um flashback with no with with like no words yes i was trying M-O-S. to think of like the technical term for that yeah uh lovely beautiful just a little taste of what we've previously seen yeah it, and it's not overdone it exactly yeah, you're not like why are we doing yeah it's not the 50 shades it's, uh montage yes, it's although those are good montages <laughs> for those movies <laughs> The only parts of the movie. Very, the only very thing weird enjoyed, to compare. I know. These, the only thing movies. I enjoyed about the Fifty Shades movies were those <laughs> montages. So I do. I mean, and the soundtrack. Oh, of course. Um, yeah, but I, I, I like how it plays out because it's almost like these are his literal memories. Yeah. And that's how they come to him in little flashes mm-hmm. and just little chunks. Yeah. And it's nothing specific and it's not one moment. It's just like these little glimpses of that day that is obviously he's thought about for a long time. Yeah. And then uh, he's having this book and who he looks over his shoulder and who is there. But Celeste. My first audible reaction. Oh, my God. When she's there, you. I almost wanted to burst into tears. This movie, Linklater is so good at making you feel what the characters must feel with yes. like so little. Yes. With, with so in it uh, also a testament to their acting. Um, that you well, the ju- relationship that three these three people have had over the course of these years writing these yeah. films together. You yeah, you see her and it hits you with the weight that it must have hit him. I like, love it. It's it's not there's not so like a subtle. fucking spotlight. It's no. just we see her. Like probably the screenplay just says like we see her. He yeah. sees her. It it's so simple, like no music swell. It's but just that's like how would it that's how yeah. it would have been in life. That's it, how it happens, and it and it still is as punchy as anything. Any it's like, like a miracle, yeah. and I fucking know she's in this movie. Yeah, of course. Like of course. I know she's coming, yeah. and yet <gasps> it's such a surprise. This might be like, like oh my god, she's there. I might people are gonna maybe hate me for saying this. You hated this movie. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, no be, I'm gonna get shit on. I feel like for saying this. That moment, and uh, there are a couple moments in this film. Uh, that are so simple and so like not dramatically filmed and it hit me harder than like something like the avengers assemble montage yes like yes of course yes okay thank god i was like yes i don't i mean i love drama i love a moment in film that's served up with a big spotlight and you make a big meal of it like that's all i mean sarah and i almost cried during the opening to the live action lion king okay we were high And the circle of life, I'm sorry, if you are not impacted by that, you're a sociopath. I almost left after that. I was like, I saw well, the we movie should've. now. Yeah, we, we honestly should have. <laughs> oh, we should have. Uh, uh, no, but there is something really, and, and that's confidence. Yeah. To be able to just put it there simply and then let, again. This it's confidence in your actors and what you have set in the world you have set yes. up and the emotional stakes you've set up. Even this being a sequel of like, you remember, like we don't have to go through this day. We just see glimpses of it. We mm-hmm. hear what he has to say about it. And there's like, that's all you need. It's like, it's not just the confidence. This is also where I say it's almost abstract because it gives the audience the opportunity. You put the song that's playing here. You yeah. put the words that he's thinking yeah. here. You know, it's, 
how the fuck would you feel? Yeah, but when there is you? there is music in this film and it's subtle, but oh, it hits. Damn. Okay, um, so she's there. She's there. And it's And this is the first time I've seen this film. Immediately I knew, oh, they didn't get together in Vienna. Did you? Yeah, I am for some reason. Well, I just oh yeah. I, I I feel like it's obvious. Before they even said it, I just felt like, oh, yeah. this is the first time they're seeing yeah. each other. Yeah. Absolutely. Or yeah. It, I think maybe I think it I think it is a little obvious because like because what either they had a if they did meet in Vienna, either they would have like had a bad time and like not talk to each other, or they would still be in touch somehow. And that's it, it. It, it doesn't hit you with the weight of like that's an ex or that's someone he's seen. It yeah. hits you with the weight of they have not seen each other. Yes. You, it, it kind of goes without saying. Oh, you know what this reminds me of actually? Um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Sure. They do that really nicely as well where the two of them see each other. Yeah. But there's like no word spoken. It's physically like I see her, she sees me. Yeah. And like that's all that needs to be demonstrated. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, no, I, for some, just immediately I was like, oh my God, this is the first time they're seeing each other. Yeah. It, it's clear with nothing spoken. Yeah. Um, and then, so obviously he, we get the ticking clock in this movie. Yes. Of the, the reading signing ends, uh, and he's trying to rush out of this bookstore and, uh, it is his agents. Like you have to be at the airport by seven 30 at the latest. And it must be like four 35. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah it's definitely. It, it, they have a couple hours, and he's like, yeah. Well, it's Paris, so it's, you know, 20. Sure. <laughs> 17, I don't know. Um, But yeah, so he, there's like, let me get the driver's number. I just got to, he like rush, he like is making his way, like as calm as he can be. I will uh, say I did, was kind of waiting for one of them to be like, you'll never fucking believe this, but I actually have somewhere to be. <laughs> Like, yeah. Damn it. They yeah. Keep doing this. Yeah. They they have very lazy days. Yes. Um, I mean, it's Paris, baby. Um, yeah. We know Paris. I'm not going to attempt the accent. They, they just. They, I saw Sarah wanted to, but she's not going to. You know, I'm, I'm backing out of it, too. Actually. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So they, 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 you know, of course, they run into each other, so they want to catch up. Yeah. So they, they're again, like. Not a lot put on that either. It's just like, do you want to get a coffee? I would love to catch up. Like, yeah. yes. Like nothing really else. Not, about, like, yeah. I can't believe it's you. No, it's just like. Yeah. Motherfucker. Here you are. Yeah. Here we obviously have to talk to each other. And uh, we have an appearance by the kitty. So sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, sorry for the distraction there. There's if you a, could see this cat. My there's God. a glorious, huge cat in our presence. Uh, a little lion, it, I would say. Yeah, little lion man. Um, so yeah, they they meet. Sorry, <laughs> Sarah and I have this broke is, brains. We are we're women talking about like one of the most romantic film of all time on a podcast, and our cat is here. And like, our ca- oh, die. when the cat comes up in this movie, I picked Bruce up from the room and, and was you like, said, "That's you." And yeah, Look, there's a cat on screen, and I was like, "You and me, buddy," <laughs> and your it's guitar. Not- it's not even my cat. No. <laughs> but uh, it's our cat. <laughs> it's just everyone's cat. Um, but they but decide they're going to they're, they're going to go to the cafe. He's okay, like just low stakes. Hey, let's just get let's just catch up. Yeah, we we got to go to the cafe. Of course, Ethan Hawke is like, "I'll I'll get the number of the driver. I know 7:30 we'll meet." Uh and uh yeah. right away, 
you know, it's uh, on, bitch. It's yeah, on. It's, it's on. on. We got too much movie to watch. It's on. Hell um, yeah. But yeah, so then they they go to this cafe, and while they're walking there, we we get the reveal of um, what happened six months after the events. The, of the events of sunrise, and this is the part I want to talk about. So uh, we Celeste says she didn't show up um, because her grandmother had died two days before, yeah. and uh, there was the funeral. She had to go to the funeral. The cat turned on Sarah. Um, okay. Um, and uh, she, oh, and now he's a Paul. This is just a podcast about us watching the cat be a cat. I mean, you know. Um, I'm so sorry. That's not fun for anyone. Um, but yeah, so her grandmother died two days before Ethan Hawk Jesse was like, yeah, I didn't show up either. Which but I immediately knew he was lying. He was 100% lying. Immediately knew and he she was calls lying. him out like two seconds later. Yes. And he cops to it that he was there and she feels awful. Um, But uh, that's where I wonder if that, if the reasoning or, I mean, it would have changed too much, but the fact that she wasn't there because her grandmother died two days before and two days before filming this movie, that is a Richard Link later found out that the woman this is all about died. Yeah, that can't be coincidence. It feels too crazy, but the movie kind of like there's a lot that hinges on her not being able to make it for a very specific reason. Maybe the reason changed. There was like a solid reason. Well, I mean, I think the grand. I think yeah, it makes the most amount of sense because we talked about the grandmother in the first film. That's why she was there in the first place. So it is like you know something we know, right? Um, But I do think the fact that it was two days that does seem a little bit on purpose. Um. Yeah, it, it knowing that is just a crazy coincidence. And I think also just what a, it, it just shows, it's such a good example of how young and dumb they were, which is like a little bit of what they talk about a lot in this movie. Yes. And what we is even that talked like, about last time is like, this was, it's such a beautiful movie to watch kind of when you're older. Yeah. Because it's like, oh my God, yes, I know this time. Yeah, because they're, they're 20, they, it didn't even occur to them that life things might happen. Yeah, like you, that oh, like especially in obligations yeah. could uh, occur. A could die. That's like, I mean, obviously that could happen at any time, but yeah. I think as you get older, that becomes more and more of a reality that you yeah. have to consider. Uh, so yeah, they're just like, why didn't we get each other's numbers? Like I would have told you because yeah. like I wanted to go. I was planning. I had the ticket, but this thing came up that is like this life obligation that you do not consider when you're 20 and in that bubble and like yes. that whirlwind of a journey uh, that something like that could happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think she had to consider, like, damn, he had to come, like, much farther away. You know, like, yeah. it was just such a romantic moment that, like, which, I mean, is true of romance. Romance is the the uh, the absence of logic, really. Sure. Um, and so, like, they, I like this conversation of the two of them, like, oh, my, you know, that the kind of almost laughing at themselves, yeah. too, of, like, that was so dumb. stupid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then they also, uh, not to, I... It's unfair to say I was right because I had seen the movie before. Oh, they did have sex. They yeah. did have sex. Yeah. I don't um, know. Yeah. Because I, I, in my memory that, see, I wasn't positive because I, I just remember the scene and I liked it being ambiguous of she remembers it because memory does work like that. Yes. Okay. I, can we talk about this actually? Because I got a little confused on that because she, at first... I'm going to be jumping around a little bit because we're just talking about this point. At first, she says they didn't. And she wrote it in her journal and she's like pretty insistent. 
And I believed her in her insistency. Yeah. Insistency? Insistence. Insistence. Then later, she says, you idiot, we had sex twice. Of course I remember that. And that is like a lingering question I have. Why does she do that? Is that like a... Is she trying to convince herself that didn't happen to protect herself? Because she does reiterate a point she made in the first film later where she says... I remember every little detail about people and it drives me crazy and I miss them and it's like so pathetic. Yeah. Um, was that maybe her way of trying to like take that memory out of the equation I, so she doesn't remember him as intimately as that? Or I, is, is she like maybe playing with him? I, I think it is her trying to protect themselves herself and like, because a lot of the movies she is trying to i i feel like there's a lot of like them trying to stay away from each other and them yes. trying not to touch each you know, other the first time they bring up the sex thing they haven't even brought up the fact that both of them are currently in relationships and yeah. fucking ethan hawk is fully married with a kid yeah um and yeah i think uh yeah although she was talking before that about how he remembers things so romantically and like yeah i mean I, like his memory is different than hers when clearly they had a very similar lasting impactful memory of that night. And I think it was her trying to like stand out like, Oh, it wasn't that romantic. Like she doesn't want to, uh, com- uh, commiserate with him about that night. Yeah. I-, I don't think they both, I mean, even though they're doing that the whole movie, there's, there's a wall up. Yeah. Um, I think they, she just doesn't want to get into that, those feelings that deeply and then when she finally does towards the end it's like a it a, obviously a lot, a lot it explodes her. yeah it yeah. explodes and it's angry and it's uh complicated yeah because that was my argument for why not to have sex because it would it would hurt too much to have sex with that person yeah and then it's like they're gone no like, but oh, clearly fuck. they like gave into all of their impulses because oh, yeah. they only had that moment and had some wine and some wine. It's a little dirty. They did it in a park. I mean, damn. I but mean, I mean, they're 23 know. and they the fell 90s. in love. And it, it was, was the, the 90s. Ni- it was, hey, don't we remember? It was the 90s. Um, uh, yeah, no, but that, that did, I mean, yeah, I guess it makes sense. I just, initially, I was like confused as to like, that. that's such a, that's a choice. Yeah, I, it's not, it's a little mean. But yeah. I, it, it's funny also throughout this movie, they have like weird I mean, it, it, this movie was made in 2002, 2003? It was released in 2004, so yeah, oh, I four. think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, the, I mean, same kind of time frame. They have some, like, still pretty antiquated ideas of... The, I mean, obviously, True. a lot of time has passed between that and yeah. that. But they're very, like, anti-therapy <laughs> throughout this entire it's, movie. It's very... They make fun of therapy a lot in this it movie, and it's very so weird. Reactionary. I mean, this is... When I think of 04, I think of George W. Bush. Like, yeah. I think... Like, I think 04... Like, 02, 03, 04 especially was, like, overcorrection of PC culture that was, like, really coming out in the 90s. Um, not to bring 9-11 into literally everything, but the world was at war. Yeah, like we I mean, were... they, they don't... They d- reference it in the movie. And I actually, mean... moving on chronolog- chronologically in the film, I will say, kind of the opening, the two of them talking about, like, the environment, this and thing, the movie did lose me a little bit there, simply because these films are otherwise such a nice romantic escape. Right. And then and you're like thinking about people talk kind of naively cl- about close, climate change. Well, yeah. And they're close to age to us. Yeah. And so it's just like, okay, I'm actually not interested in watching people like me having conversations that I have every single fucking day. Like that is where I was a little yeah. bit like, 
I'm not really paying attention yeah, word we, for word on this dialogue. Yeah, it's like, all right. Uh, yeah, that was... But it's very relevant of the time. It's very relevant. It's not the film's fault. That, no, no, yeah. that it, it that it aged and it's the same thing and it's upsetting for a reason that is not anyone's fault. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, it is weird. But the therapy thing I find very strange. Yeah, I guess I didn't notice that, but for, they are very... They, they, like, several times throughout the movie, they, like make fun of therapy and therapists yeah. and like for so two people who we spent one movie and now another movie talking very deeply about things you would talk about in therapy uh it's just like it's very true yeah. <laughs> like they are therapizing each other but is that not that, the folly of gen x absolutely a hundred percent and then uh, yeah but they're so counterculture that even when the culture is doing something that's like hey yeah. this is actually a good thing they're still like fuck that yeah, yeah. um Sorry to our Gen X listeners, of which there are seven. I don't know. I don't know. It's impossible. Maybe more. Maybe more. It's impossible to tell. Shout you out. guys were cool. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So that was the only part of the movie that I was like, uh, okay, like we can have this yeah. conversation, but this is very well, and, it, and it is, is very. And it is funny because they do talk about Ethan Hawk is like, well, I mean, I would, you know. If it was up to me and we were living in the moment, I would drop the talk about environmentalism. And yes, that is. I do like that. It's like, yeah, because um, uh, it is like they are instantly comfortable with one another. Yeah, I love a good relationship like this where you life. just fall back. And it's just like we can just talk about anything. We don't necessarily have to like. So what's new with you? What are you doing? It's like right. no, we're just kind of talking like we saw each other yesterday, yeah. and we're already I mean, up to speed. And there, there are those stakes where they talk about you know experiencing a moment and knowing that it's fleeting mm. uh and i having that stake of like yeah they think at this like in their heads they still they have maybe two hours with each other yeah um and they know that and there's a lot to catch up on oh yes of uh, course there's nine years of, yes. of like very important years yeah there's a little thing I think so they get to this cafe where they're going to have a cup of coffee. Yeah. Ethan Ox so can't speak French, which I thought was kind of a nice yeah. little, you know, because they make such a big deal about like he's American. He can't speak any other fucking yeah. languages to save his life, uh, which same. Um, there's just a little moment. She goes for a cigarette, which I'm yeah. also thinking like, damn, in America, I think in 2004, we had banned smoking indoors. Have we? Did we? Oh, four. I feel like that was we were coming to the end of the smoking and non-smoking huh. section. I think it's you could still smoke outside, and I think certain bars, yes. But I do remember because some restaurants we used yeah. to go to all the time always ask smoking, non-smoking. Yeah, no, I, and then uh, we're kind of phasing out of that. Yeah. I think '04 in America we're phasing out of cigarette I don't know, culture. In, in Florida, I was still smoking indoors uh, well, in '04. Yeah, uh, in '04, <laughs> you're still having a pack a day. Yeah, smoking a pack a, a tiny day espresso and uh, yeah, camel. And um, I was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nine years old right uh anyway but but so this little <laughs> moment they're like she has a cigarette they're smoking inside it's perry you can do that yeah he takes the drag and then he goes actually can i just get one of those yeah and i feel like he hadn't smoked in years yes yeah and it's one of those things where it, it was kind of the first sign to me that like we were talking about like these walls. They're obviously trying to protect each other. Yeah. The feelings are very there and they know how volatile the situation is. Yeah. He even says at one point, I mean, he's talking about other women in general, but I know it's about her. Like if any woman touched me, I would just dissolve. Right. Cause I'm so starved for and, romance. And yeah, yeah. Every, I mean, she is so concerned that she, he hates her. Yeah. Uh, she like has like, she's like, Oh my God, you must hate me. You must've like spent years. Yeah. Uh, and I don't smoke. 
every now and then though, I do have the moment of like, actually, fuck it, I'll have a cigarette. Sure. Just the one. Yeah. But yeah, sure. Like, like I just recognize that in him of like the actually fuck it. Like I'm in Paris. Everyone's smoking. Let me let me have a fucking yeah. cigarette. Uh it's yeah, he decides. And I do also think there's something sexy about sharing a cigarette. And yeah. even the way that he bummed the light off of her cigarette, yeah. like the intimacy of that there, physical yeah. there, yeah. Cigarette culture, I think, is actually very interesting in that way, where it's very communal. It's very, yeah, it's very communal in an intimate, like you're going, you're in a crowded bar and then you go outside and there's just like a handful of people and it's quieter and. Yes, it is um, a human, it's a moment, a human being's having a human moment kind of thing. When you bum a smoke off of somebody else, the answer is always yes. You're always willing to give someone else their light. I'm like preaching my own personal philosophy about like the community of smoking, but I liked seeing that in this film and, and that kind of like bringing the two of them a little bit closer yeah. together. I, I don't smoke, but I will always go on a cigarette break with someone just to like go outside and get airs. Best time at a party. I My act- my favorite moments at a party is when someone goes to smoke and I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to come in and out I with you. And I actually have a huge, I'm not going to get into this, but I have a theory about the fact that smoking has been a practice in literally every single human civilization since the beginning of recorded history. And actually just the mere act of stepping outside yeah. for a socially acceptable break. Smoking, I'm not going to put a morality to smoking. It's not good for it's not healthy, you know what I mean? Like goes with it's, that, yeah. it's a vice as is a lot of things. Uh, but that practice of like sharing something with other yeah. people, stepping outside and having that quiet mo- like I do think there's like a real yeah. art to that. Um so I, that's what I would This is this has been a tangent. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but to get back to so they're they're in this cafe they're kind of just waxing poetic about life, which is, you know, what they did in the first film. Like, yeah. they're very philosophical. Well, I, I do like, well, there's the moment there where she asks if she oh, looks different. Yes. Um, which I think is a great moment because it's been, she does. Um, yes. She does. She, you, you go back and it's, it's weird for, he's like trying to, he's doing the, you know, nice thing of like, uh, I don't know what to say. Hard, yeah. Hard to tell a woman she looks different in like what way. Yeah. And like, he's not, I also pull. thought this joke about her saying like, you remember me as being fat. I was like, that's very 2004. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's very Oh four. That joke. I was also like, hey, we don't do that anymore, yeah. but, uh, it's also very French though. Let's be real. Yes. Oh, very French. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, and she she does in the way that like nine years makes you look different, and also it's a big thing for me where it's like I do look different than I did when I was twenty three, barely. Yes, uh, but uh, I mean she shares that she has a nightmare that she's thirty two, and then yeah. she wakes up from the nightmare and she's twenty three, and she's so relieved, but then she wakes up for real and she's thirty two. Yeah, uh, and that is a nightmare. <laughs> I don't feel the like personally how I feel about like quote unquote, losing my youth, which I don't really think that's what it is. But like, I don't, yeah. I hate to say it, but like pandemic kind of helped me be in my late twenties because yeah. it was oh, like, Oh, absolutely. You know what? I'm going to slow is, down. This is the age where I should be. Where like, I should actually. be slowing down anyway. Yeah. yeah. Like this, this seems right. Yeah. So I'm glad if the pandemic was going to take any years for me. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, both of them are still beautiful. Obviously, oh, Ethan yes. Hawke and Julie Delpy are act. Movie and I act- loved her top. It was very. She has a very O four outfit on. She does, but like it is so but it's like so perfect compared to what she was wearing. Or like everyone has. Um, and this is a thing I did not appreciate when I first watched that, those movies, and I was in in twenty or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, they 
they look different. Their their clothes are different in a way that you dress different. Like your everyone you just, has shorter hair. Every everyone has shorter hair. Like it. Uh, I mean, it is very real. Like that yes. is the th- the time has changed. It is now a different millennia, and it has been actually nine years. So like yeah. it all kind of like it feels stupid to even bring it up, but like it just it feels so authentic, and that is like. Why the movie's you, made the way you, it I is. I also don't think, like, when you think of people in your life, you don't think of them as aging. No. Like, my friends that I've had since my school days, like, I don't really think of them as, like, wow, they've gotten so old. Like, no, it, it's just the natural progression. Yeah, but they're... And then it's like, oh, shit, my friend bought a house. Like, yeah. And, and also, even just, like, me in living in Los Angeles, you're in a little state of arrested development, oh, kind yeah. of. Everyone's uh, young. But even now, I'll, like go through my closet or something cleaning it out and see something i wore when i was in my early 20s and be like why did i wear that yeah this i is, wouldn't wear that now and yeah, like this i is don't the think of a child and i don't think of myself as someone who uh has changed yeah no i i yeah i get that i also think another little moment of intimacy that i love to see she takes her hair down yeah come on i mean that is sexy first of all brave to wear your hair up and then take it down in public like that, no mirror. Whew. You have to have full confidence in your hair. Yeah. But also her hair is kind of a mess. Yeah. And it's kind of a mess in the first film. This is like her French kind yeah, of like, she, I don't really care. Well, she has that good messy hair look. Oh, and she's beautiful. So like and it she's, doesn't fucking matter what her goddamn hair looks like. Her yeah. face is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that, it, but like, it's that. So like he says, fuck it, I'll smoke. She says, fuck it, I'll take my hair down. It's like they're almost... Going they're back chipping in time. away. Yeah, the the years are they're getting back and they're finding that youth again. Yeah, they start as two people in their thirties with you know separate lives, whatever. And as this day progresses, they just become younger and younger and younger. And I think more reckless in that. Oh, for in, sure, in the best way possible. Every, I mean, every decision Ethan Hawke makes to postpone. Uh, him going to the airport, him going a little further with her. It's like, like he's becoming younger. And yeah, younger. he. I mean, it's like name a man in his thirties that would just miss a flight. I mean, not spoilers, but like, damn, dude, that's like something I mean, you do in your twenties. Here's the thing, though, he also didn't pay for that flight. Very true. That I, is, that if is I didn't point. pay for the flight, I'd be a little more reckless. Yeah. I mean, the poor driver is the guy I feel bad for. Nah, he's getting paid, but he's getting paid. He's getting paid. Um, um I don't mean to skip ahead like that. So. They, uh, I think in this cafe time, it's kind of unspoken. That's like, okay, well, we need a little bit more than just a coffee. Yeah. And I think Ethan Hawke is one that's like, well, fuck it. Since I'm here. Let's go on a walk. be somewhere. Let's, yeah. And I also did think I am kind of new to like anti-car industrial complex thinking okay. in America. <laughs> sure. And these are films that have to take place in Europe because- where in America, literally where in America, other than like the beach, could you just say like, uh, why don't we just walk around? Um, I will say East Coast cities. Um, well, because they're like 200 fucking years old. Yes. Yes, exactly. I, yeah. That was something I did. And it's funny. The the first thing that came to mind was like, that is something I would do in Philadelphia a lot. Well, New York. I mean, you could do this yeah. in New York. Like yeah. there are, I mean, there are those walkable cities. But it has to be, yeah, there's like a, it was before roads and cars became popular yeah. or like everyone had one. And these are, they're, they're now in, they've been in two European cities where you really can just meander. Yeah. Well, they, you can loiter. Right, and they stumble upon this beautiful garden, or not stumble upon, she but takes she takes him, to, him this to this garden where they start talking about sex more. Yes. Um, and there is this weird moment uh, where 
uh, uh, they're talking about how they had sex in the park. Yes. I believe. And uh, yeah, this is the first time that she's like, no, I remember it when we didn't. Um, yeah. Or yeah, they're, they're talking about sex somehow. And they're like, well, what we, oh, they're talking about living in the moment, being more aware of the moment. And I do love the moment in the cafe where he's like, yeah, when I was 23, I felt like I was always like looking at the future and like it feels more immediate now. Mm. Getting older, how they liked getting yes. older because everything feels more immediate. And she asked, well, do you feel like you uh, appreciate the moments now? And he goes, no. Yeah. <laughs> Which was a great, very yes. true thing. And very, very that, real. He's that, real for that. Yeah. That conversation kind of leads into the next one where she's like, if you were to live in this moment, where would you go? And they she said, I would take you to a hotel room. Yeah. Um, and she's like, well, why not here? Joking around. And then and he no, takes this, it. This he, is like the most physical they get, though. The whole film. They don't kiss in this film. No. They, the only they kissing that once. Yeah. And oh, that hug, though says everything i almost melted uh it, yeah i we, we I can turned, talk we need to talk yeah um but uh yeah and then he takes it a little too so he like grabs her and playfully like takes her to the bench and he like yes it, it was a little too much and he like apologizes i feel like this almost immediately prompts the question of like sorry seeing anybody <laughs> yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah. it's like well why did you stop why didn't yeah. you just kiss me uh, i feel like there was like maybe that well, it, it, it shows, I think that moment shows how much is still unsaid, even though you watch these people like really, you know, they immediately get into deep conversations yeah. immediately is not nothing is superficial, but it, it shows how much you're still withholding because it becomes awkward. He apologizes a lot. She doesn't want to say why she's held back. Yeah, and neither, he of them, neither of them want to say that they're, they're spoken for. Yeah. He has a full blown son. And that is like. The thirtieth thing he says. Yeah. Oh, like, it's such a low. By priority. the time they get to it, it is like it's a halfway kind, through the fucking movie. It's kind of like it's yeah, and it's like they're they're both ashamed a little bit when they yes. bring this up. Like there, there's a lot of shame. Yes. Um, and they there's a recognition in both of them that they purposely were not talking about this, so they yes. can continue in this fantasy the, the fantasy of we're 23 again and, and we're that, in and, this city. And they're having their Vienna date just nine years later. And if you know that scene where they finally you know come clean with that everything is when they get back in the car and blow up at each other a little yeah. bit. Um, so I think for the sake of like making this a nice day, they are you know living in this fantasy land yeah. a little bit where they're not um I mean they're in their own little world which seems to be what happens when they meet up. Well yeah, but also think about like and thinking of Richard Linklater and this Amy woman. Oh my gosh. Um it's like um, like this is the day the two of them have been thinking about having for 9 years. Yeah. They have probably rehearsed a 100 million things they would say to yeah. one another. And it's just scary to actually yeah. express that. And it's, and, and I think like. And I think what they're doing is night, like what they're, they're doing the version they want to do. It's just life has gotten more complicated. Mm. So those same things of just walking, you know, walking around talking about big ideas or whatever and connecting to someone like that doesn't quite work anymore because they're a little older. Their lives are a little more complicated um, and they can't, as much as they're trying when they inhabit that world, there, there's still a tension throughout. And I think that's what makes this movie so much, not so much better, but I, I think my favorite um, is because of that tension that exists yeah. throughout. It's not just this like whirlwind romance where like maybe they don't 
agree on this or like she's afraid to say something and he's a little bit of an asshole but we they're, don't, they're yeah. scared to get into an argument they're scared to have a bad day they're scared to bring up something that would hurt the other person's feelings because yeah. they they, they so... just want to live in the world where the worst thing that could happen is they disagree yeah on an idea that they're saying yes um, um but, but we, yeah yeah so we learned that he has um a wife which they I mean, get they get on a so this is like one of their uh th- they're they're walking back from the park and they're and he they're walking back a, along the Seine and he's gonna meet the driver to go to the airport yes and then he's like let's let's get on the boat and she's like you don't have time and he's like yeah but I'll tell him to meet where the boat gets off if yeah. you have a cell phone it's he's postponing a little more for just a little yeah, more time I love yes. every time he's like a little more time a little more yeah. time is is so sweet and heartening so he's like. Let's take this boat ride. Um, yeah, and I feel like she's resisting this a little bit because it's like, but if I stay, if I the the stay longer with you, the, the longer, longer we spend together, the more I'm going to fall into this. Yeah, what's the um, Fleabag season two with the priest? And he's like, if I have sex with you, I'm going to fall in love with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's uh yeah, it's the same thing. It's just like the more time the we yearning, spend, the yearning. <laughs> um. So yeah, they get on this boat, and that's kind of where they finally reveal also i don't know if you picked up on this in the first scene in the um bookstore it was impossible not to see his wedding ring to me he kept using i, his... didn't, I didn't see it at oh all. you didn't see I it i didn't see it at all uh, maybe i, was well, I didn't lo- know to look for it yeah i i knew to look for it but i it was a shock that he was married actually. oh he he's using his hands a lot to talk i mean and that's yeah. kind of the thing his character does but like it his hands are his fingers are spread open wow so i was just like interesting i was like did they shine that up or am i just noticing it more now but well as someone who's new to this i think it's suspension of disbelief on my part that i can't i because i want to believe so badly these two are single and available and they can be together yeah and so i think like i literally just don't even yeah oh i love when a movie can do that um yeah to me i was like wearing a wedding ring um and they're showing i don't think i noticed wow. I, i'm someone this is not that like this is gonna sound weird when i say it it's not a thing but i never noticed a wedding like when people have engagement rings i'm never the girl to be like oh let me see the ever, ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't notice jewelry um, we're not jewelry people we're not jewelry people yeah. um so it's not normally a thing i noticed so that's why i was shocked that i was like my eye was drawn to it but i but i, I didn't know i literally even after you said he was married i didn't even think to look or like to pay attention to that at all um but yeah they finally says it out loud i forget what prompts it but something about like how is your life going how is work like i yes. i think they're like we talked a lot about things but like how but is seriously. your life well going? i think because both of them i think like that they because they see the driver when they get to the boat or they talked on the phone to the driver and so like the reality of like you only have 10 more minutes you only have 15 more minutes yeah you only have 30 more minutes like i think with that reality closing in yeah it puts the pressure on the two of them right. to be like a little bit more honest and like, okay, since we don't have a lot of time left, like, you know, they start to just become a little bit more, more brutal in well, just like what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, also they're, because like they're talking about personal things, but they're talking about their idea of personal things. They're talking about mm, yes. how they feel about things like sex now or things about aging. Like they're talking about big ideas, but none of it is that it's personal, but not how are you what is going on yeah in that world for you not just what are you thinking about and what is also interesting that i meant to bring up earlier is they talk about a lot of 
I like he brings up do you believe in reincarnation or anything in the first movie she says absolutely in this movie she like laughs at the idea yes and she laughs at a straw and like a lot of she's it, it's inter- the way that she the ways that she's hardened I was gonna um, say it it they haven't necessarily flipped roles literally yeah but isn't it interesting because he was the one that was skeptic of fucking everything in the right first and he's the one who and went he's to like, the well tr- buddhism you know the buddhist philosophy is this yeah he's studying with like, monks and stuff and she, yeah yeah and i mean it shows how now she's the one that's like you know oh yeah they'll suck your cock if you go to the monastery like yeah. she's the one that's a little bit more abrasive about it. like yeah ah, oh, it's just a bunch she of tells a weird shit. story about a homeless person this time yeah. um uh yeah it's uh it's interesting, like the the way they show and reveal how that that experience and obviously other experiences that came after, but that being the foundational one, uh, changed them in yeah. in interesting ways. In that, like he is the one. I think it's so. He is the one that went to Vienna, and she is the one who didn't show up. Yeah. Where I think at the end of the movie, if I hadn't seen it, you ask me who's more likely to show up, it's she, her. Yeah, exactly. It's her a exactly. thousand percent. Exactly. Um, I also do think. I mean, it, obviously, that's part of growing up. Sure. You start, you stop, you start to kind of lose like the magic of like the yeah. world because like reality is really setting in. But I do think there is something specific about women. Yeah. Losing that, Lo- yes. losing romance, which is what she talks about on the boat. And, and, this, and we can get in, in the car fight. And yes, but, but, but on the, the boat, boat specifically, I did have a moment where she was saying things and I was like, fuck. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Uh, she, yeah. Me. But like, I was ashamed that that was me. I was like, God damn it. First of all, she says she's a Sagittarius and yeah. he's a Scorpio. And I immediately was like, I bet that's what the actors are in real life. Cause it like, is what the, yeah. want the, who's the hell is going to like think that much about the character that they're going to fake a Zodiac yeah. sign. But I'm sorry to get into my Bradley Cooper nightmare alley. Woo woo bullshit. Fucking vaudeville fake oh astrology, yeah, whatever. The, you, we know this is my, it my makes favorite. Sense. It makes sense. Of course, she's a Sagittarius. Of course, he's a Scorpio. Oh my God. Like, it just, it's like, duh, like, duh, that is who they are fundamentally. And then she tells that story about how, like, I was always late going to school because I would notice everything about the world. Yeah. Like, everything about the world was so fascinating. Like, I would watch an ant crawling to a hill, uh, a squirrel eating a chestnut. Like, you know, she gives these examples, of, like, I always think about people specifically and that really resonated with me and it reminds me of, oh my God. She has ADHD. So she definitely, but also it reminds me of something that happens in Lady Bird that also when I saw it like devastated me when Lady Bird writes like her college entry exam, whatever about Sacramento and her instructor, the nun is like, um, the way you write about Sacramento, you must really love it here. She goes, well, I don't really love it here. I just pay close attention and the nun says, well, don't you think that's the same thing? Mm. Noticing details, paying attention. Is yeah. that not what love ultimately is? And so like she's talking about in, in less, in more words, like her love and fascination and her genuine, genuine the, curiosity about for the, the rest world. of the yeah. world, it was never reciprocated to her. Yeah. And she says that thing. I think I wrote it down, actually. I mean, I don't need a quote. I mean, it, it also goes to, she's working at an environmentalist lobbying oh, I mean, firm that, too. That too, that, yes. Like, yeah. um, but like she says... You know, I, I think this goes more into the car conversation. That these two things are like one and the same. So I can't really go in chronological order. But when she finally gets to saying, you know, I'm the woman that men love to say, thank you so much. You taught me all uh, about love. And now yeah. I get to give that to another woman. And yeah. she says, and this is where I was like, fuck. She says, no one asked me to marry them. I would have said no. 
but would have been nice to, to be, be asked. asked. I loved that line so like, much. I get, I yeah. get that. Oh, to, that to yeah. pour yourself into every teeny tiny detail of the whole world and, and then, no one else in the world yeah. ever gives that back to you. And, and the world itself doesn't even give a shit about it. I mean, you. yeah, and she talks about her her philosophy in this movie is uh i love it and it's uh her outlook on the world and things i got a woman in her 30s i now. i yeah i relate to so much when she's talking especially about her work and she's like the people who care the people who really make a difference don't have the ego to be leaders yes. they are just trying to get pencils to people and i love that conversation yeah. where she's like it's not about changing the world it's about we need to give these kids pencils yeah that is as simple as it can be. Yeah. How do we get yeah pencils to this school? And yeah, uh, yeah that's that's it says so much about our outlook. That love. I mean, and I and I think it's true. Like it's about the noticing the tiny details and even the gaps the, that need to be filled in. Yes. And, even at the end of the film where she's talking about Nina Simone and the way she used to dance yeah. on stage, it's like she loves Nina Simone. She loves that performance. So of course she's so detailed and oh the way she moves her hips. Like yeah that that is i that is love to me it's like yeah these details you yeah. can remember about people i will also say earlier um ethan hawk when they're first talking and they bring up the grandmother and ethan hawk is like oh the grandmother in budapest i think that's like yeah where it was whatever and she says you remember and he's like oh yeah i remember like everything yeah yeah i i can relate to that yeah i've been in that situation yeah your and heart again, breaks a little bit it's and, like yeah. oh my god so I'm not alone. You do. Yeah. You do remember me as well as I remember you. I mean, this whole movie is them realizing they are not alone in the feeling, like yeah. that what happened was real and special, and not something that they made it's up. It's just so scary to be the first person to say. To say, yeah, that meant everything to me, and I think about that all the time, and I'm in love with. I you. mean, like, yeah, it's it's scary. That to is do that. the undercurrent. They are still. They like throughout the movie are admitting. How like admitting in 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 a cagey way how much that day. But again, it it, it reminds me of well, don't you think that's what love is when you pay attention to something when you know the little details? Yeah, and they know so they remember everything about everything and like fucking less than twenty four hours hanging out together. Yeah, I mean, in it's like how much time slowed down in that moment during that day. How much they must still think about these details about one another because that's the thing too. Like. You know, oh yeah, I can remember that from like ten years ago or something. When you think about it, like almost every day, yeah. that's that's love, baby. So I, yeah, so they they get off the boat, essentially. Yeah. They they to keep moving along with the to film, keep, and, and they're uh, they're now in this car, and this is kind of what we're getting up yeah. to this catharsis. He, once again, Ethan Hawke like kicks the ball down the road. He's like, let, let us drive. Like we can drive you to your apartment. We can have this car ride together. We can yeah. we can keep this going. Uh, just like any little moment, he can keep this going and not one return to his life, which at this point, if like returning the idea of just going back and never seeing each other again has to be well, devastating. Like the end how, of how this you, day. How do you wrap up? How do you wrap that day up? Well, it was good to see you. Yeah. I, yeah. The, What's your AOL? As, as the reality crashes in that this day has to end and they've been through that day, a day like that ending before, and they oh, do seriously. not want that to happen again. Yeah. Uh, Cause they like taught, like they clearly, they both admit it was a mistake to not stay in contact. Yeah. It was a mistake, but like what happens now? We made that mistake. We're going to end we're going to get to the same point again today. How do we handle this day? They can't lose day? each other again. Yeah. Because they already know how dev- how miserable life is without oh, the other. And can we 
Also, we skipped over this, but I feel like this is an important talking point. When they both discovered they were in New York at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that 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 moment. That was in the car though, because he says yeah. he's talking about. Oh my god! And well, I they realize her. She was at NYU in the cafe. They talk yes, about it. They were both in New York, and the they same were both time. like, "Could I run but into then, this person?" When they yeah. say it back there, it's like, "Oh, but New York. First of all, a lot has happened. Also, there's fucking." 70 million people in yeah. that city. You don't even run into your goddamn next door neighbor. Oh, You're gonna in, run into- in New York, every time I run into people. Oh, New York, I mean, it, New York is a pedestrian city. New York is a city where you run into people. Okay, sure. But but there's that's the thing they could say to each other. It's like, oh, you were there at the same time. Me too. But uh, what are the odds we were going to run into? You know, like, yeah, you yeah. could say yeah, that. Yeah. But then in the car, and I know exactly what that's like. Because Ethan Hawke is saying, like, I, he talks about the dream, like, I dream about you, which yeah, is yeah. Like, so intimate. That's so beautiful. Because that's, he's in her fucking subconscious. Like, yeah. That's sick. Then he's talking about, like, sometimes I think I would see you, which haven't yeah. you had that happening? Oh, my God. It, it's the craziest thing in the world. It's spooky. But it's because that person is on the top of your, your mind. mind. Yeah. So you're, you are seeing them. It's not I, that you're seeing people, you are looking and actually. It, it's, fun, it's like the six sense because I, I, I find I'm not a woo woo person at all. Uh, but I, I do find when I do and run you know into what? your cancer son, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I do find when I run into people on the street, I had been thinking about them in the past, like, yes. couple days. Well, you know, I'm obsessed with like repetition and patterns like yeah. that are just which not to get into astrology but astrology if you think about more is correlation instead of causation okay. it's like a fibonacci sequence a prime number of course like of course people are going to share things in common yeah math is universal and yeah. it's in us we are math something tune that sarah my, and i hate tune into my yeah right tune <laughs> into my patreon we are math something sarah and i cannot do no but like i do respect math <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck math. Um, no, math is great. Sorry to math. Uh, no no so offense to all Ethan, you maths out there. Ethan Hawke says, I was literally on the way to get married to this woman, and I thought I saw you, and I was at 13th and Broadway, and she says, I used to live on 11th and Broadway. God damn it! Yeah, that is hard. Now, here's the thing. Breaking. Do you think that was really her? This is the same thing. I want to. I kind of do, actually. You know, and if I'm if I'm being realistic, maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm more of a romantic than I thought. Uh, I, I do think that's her. It, but I, I also think. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, of course, I think we both logically know that it doesn't matter. The fact that he was even thinking he saw yeah. her on his way to get married yeah. to this other woman that says everything in the world. Sure. Oh my god, it's like in Friends when Ross says Rachel instead of Emily or whatever the fucking girl's name. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. A Friends reference. When yeah. was the last time I talked about the I, sitcom Friends? I know. We talk about a lot of sitcoms in our mm. friendship. I don't think we've ever brought up Friends. Um, yeah, no, but that that was like, I, I, I audibly, I, I, I groaned in the way that like watching my quarterback get sacked. Yeah. Like that was the reaction of like, oh, yeah. You're kidding. That was right. And also, I mean, he describes his wedding and his marriage the way his parents got married. Uh, and you know in the first of, movie you know it's kind of sick that's actually like Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman like had a very similar relationship really? they where divor- they got they divorced like two months after this movie because Ethan Hawke was cheating yeah 
I, yeah. Um, well, isn't the opening line of the film something like, is this book autobiographical? And he's like, well, isn't like every written work kind of autobiographical? And it's yeah. like, Ethan, so true. Best. <laughs> More true than maybe you know right now. Yeah. Like, it, it, yes. It's headed there. Um, so they have this. Expl- There's also a little moment that they mirror from the first film where uh, in the first film, Ethan Hawke goes to Julie's hair to try to like touch the back of her head and then he decides not to. Yeah. And she does that to him. Yeah. She starts touching Oh, to get him off, to shepherd him off the boat? No, no, no. This was in the car. Oh, yeah. So in the first film, they're on that trolley. And I think she's, I can't remember what she's talking about, but he goes to touch her, like to comfort her a little bit, but then decides like, that's too soon. Not too, yeah. Because it's, it's too intimate too quickly. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this film, she has the same instinct, but again, pulls her hand back because it's like, that's, well, we can't touch each other because obviously if they touch each other, they'll start fucking well, he, immediately. He also, I mean, tension he, is so high. he had also already, he, you know, that moment is led up to because that on the boat is when he said, I feel like if someone yeah. touches me, I will turn into, melt into molecules yeah. or whatever that line is. Um, he had already said that. Yes. And that was a very like painful line when he talked yes, about but like, they, but they physically do the exact right. same motion, um, which is a nice, you know. Uh, so yeah, now they're in the car on the way back to the apartment and, and they're losing it and they <laughs> are, and she just unleashes. Cause now it's like, all right, this is our last moments together. Yeah. Um, this is this is really like the stopping point. They are taking her home. He is going to go to the airport. And they kind of let loose because he was just kind of complaining about his marriage and how he always thinks of her. And- well, and she previously mentioned like she's dating a war photographer, which is kind of nice because he's never around. And like right. actually like she enjoys her alone time, but she doesn't enjoy being lonely. Right. Which that, that was another thing that I was like, yeah, yeah I she that. she kind of is also left in the state of arrested development where she's she's kind of trying to recreate that night with every other one of her relationships where uh, all their moments together are fleeting because he is always going to go off to another country to yeah. shoot war. Yeah. And so she's and so when they come back, it becomes just like whirlwind kind of thing before he has to leave again and you know it's, it's a dangerous job she yeah. might never see him again yeah um so she's kind of like left searching for that kind of romance and he said you know he went off and got married and has a kid and is and doesn't uh, she say something in the car like that was like the last romantic day of my or she she makes something like all all of my beliefs of romance of magical come love, from that night. It's it's there and it's been stuck there. Yeah, and it's and it's you and you talked about like you're complaining about how you have this son that you love and that you married a woman yeah. and have all the things that like I thought maybe I could find again with someone else, but I never did. And you just like again, went off that, and did I that. I wish someone would have asked me to marry them. I would have said no. I would have said no. I loved it. That's really when I was like Yeah, the I would have said no is so good. Yeah. Um and yeah, so she just blows up in it. Like, even though she's the, she, to no fault of her own, is the one who didn't make it that day. All that kind of like anger and frustration of that, that is like the undercurrent, the thing that they were trying to keep together just yeah. goes out. And I just let, like, he's trying to get a word in edgewise because like it really isn't his fault. And she knows that. Yeah. Um, but like she's it's still like so emotionally charged and he can't even like it's like can I Morin? Uh just yeah. like I will say I 
I personally connect in losing a grandmother at around the yeah. same time your heart is breaking. <laughs> yeah. And it really is like, huh. so everyone I love <laughs> is gone. Yeah. It's tough. And, and they're I all not. Gonna- I would, if, if you are going through a heartbreak, make sure your family is like really playing Healthy. it safe for the next few months. Cause <laughs> yeah. like it's, it's not pleasant to do both those things at the same time. Yeah. And it's, it's rough. And he kind of, I mean, he had a little bit of this on the boat, um, but then he also kind of in return has his moment of like, I, my life is, has been a waste of time yeah. since that moment. And I like, haven't been happy either. Like I have all these things and that makes it even more frustrating. Yeah. Um, uh, that I can't like, be as it, happy it, as I was in that moment, even though like, you know, I, I love my son to pieces Yeah, and, this and is where, he's, he makes me happy, but I don't have that like romantic, like yes. I don't have romantic love anymore. Yes. Um, which I also thought of boyhood in that, which is whew, another film. Yes. I'm motherfucking love. Yeah. Um, I lost what I was trying to say here about Ethan Hawke, the son. Um, okay. Just keep, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It'll come to me. Okay. Don't wa- um, don't wait up. I I'll be. Oh, this is what I was gonna say. So, I love this trope in fiction where two characters love each other, very fiery, very passionate, and then for some reason got doused with a bucket of water for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And two people have done everything right to move on. They have done everything that they're supposed to do yeah. to move on. They have diverted, and yet still they are bound to like they have tried they have actively it's not like they've been wallowing in self-pity missing each other right they have made real efforts and real connections i mean she even talked about like i used to sleep around i don't do that anymore like because that was gone for me after that um they have done everything that they should do that you would tell a friend like oh get over them do this that the other they've done it all and no still no it's not enough it just should like I mean, it goes on it's in that red thread that connects yeah. the two of them. It, it, I mean, it goes on this whole movie. Like the catalyst is obviously that night. They, you know, the catalyst of this relationship is this like very um, emotionally charged once in a lifetime kind of whirlwind of a moment that you are just not going to forget. And they uh, fucked each other up so deeply but for something that they would never ever take back, yeah. it was the it's, be- it's the purest the, love, the best moment of their life. Irrevocably fucked them up. It's almost like a Eurydice kind of yeah. element to like if you don't like. Here's the deal. Here's the deal with the fucking devil. You get to be with the absolute love of your life, but only for a certain amount of time. Is it even worth? Yeah, doing that because in the car, there's even a moment where she's like. Just stop the car. I need to get out. Like, th- I, I can't, if I stay with you any longer, it's just going to continue to be emotional. I'd rather just. Yeah. And he forced her to say, I did write down a little. Oh, yeah. Quote. I was like, if I was that driver uh, in 2022 has to let her out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, I, I did, was like, that driver does not I did write down. Going. He says, I still enjoy you, even though you've become a manic depressive activist. And I thought. I would love for a man to say that to me. <laughs> I would love for a man to say that it's, to me. It, that was a very funny line. It's um, so good. So they they get out of this car. They've had... I think the car also forced intimacy between the two of them physically because they can only yeah. sit so far away from each yeah. other that like it's just kind of this explosion. They finally get to her apartment. He's buying a little bit more time. I'll walk you to your door. Yeah. You know, well, let me... You're here. Oh, you're over there. Well, let me at least walk you there. They hug. 
which oh. is better to me than any kiss, than sex, that, than anything else. That hug, in like he's just so frozen, and he doesn't know what to do with himself. Well, you know, he, when it's you, like it's a little bit of an awkward hug because I don't think he wants to like. They don't want to give in to each other because they'll both come at the same time yeah. if they hold each other um, at the right amount. Yeah, I mean, like, it, seriously, like when you are so hot for someone, yeah, like sex, love, whatever it is you're like afraid to touch them. Yeah. Because it's like, I yeah. don't know what's going to happen I mean, to me. I might yeah. collapse. I, I, I just love how that hug is just kind of awkward. It yeah. is the hottest hug I've ever seen. Yeah. But awkward. And then when she says, she's like, I I want to see if you would um, dissolve, turn, dissolve into yeah. molecules. And he says, how am I doing? I mean, goes, how about them didn't and then just also, like fall down? Literally. And also, yeah, it's how am I still doing? She goes... You're still here, and he says good. Yeah. And I, oh, she's just even thinking about that and line. I, and I, I wasn't, and I knew the movie was coming to an end. And sometimes movies do this, and it frustrates me where you think, okay, this is ending. Oh, there's a little bit more. Oh, sometimes it's like a pain. Yeah. But in this movie, you every, want, yeah. every moment that they got to be, I like, I kept thinking, like, okay, there's only like seven minutes left on this movie, but like, come on. They got it. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, walking through this beautiful apartment, Parisian oh, apartment complex. Oh my god, the most complex. Paris, look, there's a fucking cat. Those, a- the, so the old people, older people they talk to? Those that's are her, your yeah. parents. You read the IMDb trivia yeah, of page. Course. But I and do, then, but I love like the intimacy in that actually. I, I was going to say, when so they're walking to the apartment and she's like, oh, there's my kitty. And I was going to say only a Parisian woman could pick up a cat and have that cat be chill about it. Yes. Uh, well, that's a French cat. That's a French cat. Because yeah. uh, if I carried a cat, it, if I carried Bruce that far, my face would be clawed Torn to apart. shreds. Yeah. And then I, I thought that, and then Ethan Hawke held the cat and he was chill. So it was just a chill cat. Also, I don't know. Did you have subtitles for any of the French speaking in the version you saw? No, but all they're really saying is merci. Oh, I mean, just like little things. But I did kind of, I, I did. So. I mean, that's definitely a choice. To yeah. Not hear what the parents are saying to her, yeah. or like what those neighbors are saying to oh, her. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Like there's kind of like almost a mystery. Like Which, I almost imagine they must be asking, like, who is this? And it's like, oh, this is my friend. Yeah, you know, I guess like, I did. I I, just I, assu- I thought that was like I assumed it was them inviting her to the party they're having. Oh, that too. But I mean, like, I just think there it's it's a nice I mean, they, yeah. intimacy. And again, it's the reality of like, well, I mean, if that was happening in real life, I wouldn't know what the fuck they were yeah. saying. Uh, and I, I I actually kind of like when film like West Side Story did this recently, where it's like let them have their little conversation, and if yeah. you know the language, great. And if you don't, like, you just yeah. understand, like, well, that's a private moment between the two of them. Yeah, they're like maybe I don't need to be a voyeur in. Yeah. Um, anyway, sure. it just but so- she, yeah, she takes the cat to the apartment and that's when I, I pos- mean, love pa- that apartment. A pa- amazing apartment. This is when I pause the movie to grab my own cat to be like, that's you. That's us. This is, do you see where there's a cat on screen? We're hot and French Bruce <laughs> and me. Um, but yeah, incredible apartment. Exactly Great where you imagine her living, apartment. which he goes up to because he has to hear one of her songs. Yes. Uh, and, and may I say. Otherwise, in media, maybe hot take, something about a person singing a song to, to another, another person makes awful. me want to cringe awful. out. Of, I know you and I are on the same page about Shit's Creek. Awful, yeah. That is my one thing where it's like, that romance not is, the not the show is awful. no the show is great no, 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 that I scene where he's singing like, simply the best i don't love it yeah it, and, like my spine disintegrates the, and there are a couple moments uh there's that euphoria moment which everyone cringed at i think 
I didn't uh, even watch that episode because uh, I knew. I was like, I can't. I, yeah, I, can't I genuinely hate that. Um, but, but in this one, I, could, I loved it. Could cry, could listen to that song forever. So beautiful. Julie Delpy, what a beautiful voice. And she wrote those songs. Yeah. That's all very real. I, and I love so- I think it helps that it is a waltz. So it was at least familiar in the one, two, three, one, two, two three. three. Like, sure. Okay. And also I love it. So she's like, well, I, I'll, I, there are three songs. There's one about an ex, ex-boyfriend, one about her grand cat. cat. And she's like, and uh, a, waltz. a waltz. She wasn't going to say what it was about, but yeah. then like immediately he's it's like, so clear. His face is just, he's so in yeah, love felt, with I, her. I just felt oh. so relaxed watching this where normally when someone takes out a guitar, yeah. I'm like, Oh God! Oh, and I mean, beautiful voice, beautiful song. Um, watching him react to it, his his reaction—you you almost see it in his face. He's thinking, like, I'm not getting on this fucking plane. Oh yeah, he's like, I am. I can't I'm get stuck on this here. Plane. You're yeah. just like, I am stuck here. I will watch this woman like a true siren song. Yeah, like just like I will watch this woman forever. Yeah. Um, and that, because really, he doesn't. You see- you have to love someone a lot to sit there and have them sing a song and yeah. what could you direct? Like that is Awful. so intimate and it's also intimate for her to share. Like, okay. To do that song, to even Would sing, you ever yeah. read a poem you've written out loud? No. To literally Have anybody. I? And we've talked about this on our other podcast, Rough Stuff. Yes. Um, and it's a, a shame point. Uh, but I don't even think I could read a poem I read out loud to a cat. Yeah. Let alone a song. Well, I mean, a song is a poem really. Yeah. Um, the that's so but it's bravery it's, it's vulnerability it's, it's it's very intimate too it's very intimate and um and her bravado to keep his name in the song too and not like shy yeah. away from it but like no and, this is your song and she talks about his penis in the song yeah uh, that's when she uses his name yeah um, and then like he says like oh you know i bet you replaced that name and she's yeah. like oh of course i do and it's like they both know it's not true yeah um yeah, and then, yeah, you know, because she finishes the song, and that's why he went up to the apartment, but then he's, like, looking through her records, her her CDs. Yeah. Um, well, she's like, okay, one song, but then you really have to catch your flight, but then they get up there, and she's like, can I make you a tea? Yeah, and, like, yeah, she is making him tea. We know yeah. not getting on that fucking plane, but then the song ends. No, it's so true. Once you bring a man into your apartment, it's over. <laughs> Honestly, it's yeah. over. You're either going to fuck, or he's going to stay there forever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's never like you go up to an apartment, you hang out, and then it's like, well, I got to get going. Um, yeah. Uh, it's... Uh, they listen to Nina Simone, which I already they, talked about. She put, yeah, he puts on Nina Simone, and they talk about her and seeing her live. She must have just died. Um, yeah, I guess. In the timeline. Uh, but she does her Nina Simone impression, which is the sexiest thing I've ever seen in my yes. life. Um, and... I mean, you texted me this when you finished watching the movie. Oh her, my god! Her in the heard a line at the end of a movie as good. Yeah, because he barely says a word the entire time he's in this apartment. No, he he is just like I'm fucked. He's, he's just like yeah, I he's am. Never, he's in danger. He's in he, Molly. You are in he's, danger, he's, girl. Like, he's yes. in the spider's web, and yeah. he's stuck, and he is thrilled about it. Yeah. Um, he's not going anywhere, and. Yeah, she does this Nina Simone impression, and he is just watching yeah, her with with like the awuga eyes. Yes, uh, her embodying Nina Simone, and to do an impression that well, seriously, yeah, 
is impressive. I mean, I think you have to be a sexy French woman to do I, that. I not that it's a contest, but I think Julie takes my MVP sure. of this film. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but then um, she utters that iconic line in the Nina Simone voice. Baby, you're gonna miss that plane. Baby, you're gonna miss that plane. And, and he, he goes, gets, "I know. I know." And it is, it, yeah. He is so sexy sitting on my Can couch. Can I tell you? So <laughs> yes. And you know what's funny? I had heard that line before. Baby, you're gonna miss that plane. Like I knew that was attached to something romantic or culturally yeah. i didn't know is this so when it happened it really oh. did take my breath away oh even Richard, if you, i'm yeah. not it, it's so a I'm, breathtaking moment it's like so, so this is how I, this is how i physically reacted i was on like a sectional couch like on the chaise part of it so i could yeah. really like lounge La yeah i did not even mean to do this funnily i just did this because i guess i'm a naturally dramatic person hard to describe in this audio medium but you know the international sign of like drama where you put the back of your hand to yeah. your forehead and yep. kind of like oh, yeah i did that literally i literally did that i literally did that and not only did i go oh and i fell back into the chase but then i burst into tears oh and i cried like that <laughs> <laughs> like a cartoon like character a cartoon like a, like a opera cartoon, singer like a cartoon poodle in a, in a disney movie yeah like an opera singer a cartoon opera and then singer. the dog i was dog said he started barking and i was like please I yeah, these are movies that you are stuck watching. <gasps> you it was so cathartic, it was like a bubble popped, and then finally, like all the emotion that I had been experiencing along with them finally the, the came tension, out. The tension release where he finally admitted he's and it's staying like, thank there. God, oh, thank God he's not gonna get on that plane. Dude. Yeah, the other thing too, it's like, oh my God, if he fucking leaves this apartment, I'm gonna kill him. I mean, the yeah, it's it's fine because in the in the first movie there's that tension of they are both gonna leave yeah. and you know that's gonna happen yeah and that is a tension driving that whole movie in this movie the tension is he's gonna stay right yes you're begging him to yeah you're like he's gotta stay they're not gonna make that mistake again don't do that he's gotta stay you and have then to stay and then i was also thinking like i mean what's another fucking night dude like who gives a shit and the, yeah and the movie doesn't like let it go he's always like one step for like that's why every time he makes that gesture of like no a little while longer a little and he gives it we've got 15 minutes we got 10 minutes we get you know what i mean right and then at that apartment it's like time doesn't exist anymore yeah it, yeah so for him to finally stop pretending Ugh. that he's gonna get on that plane when he knew from not to reference friends again but i didn't get on the plane he didn't get on the plane Ugh. um yeah when not getting on a plane really is the most romantic all, thing all about not getting on the flight well well, uh, yeah, no, but I, I that, that, that was like a walk off home run. Like, yeah. Yes. And yeah. then I dramatically cried like a cartoon character. Uh, I watched the credits and silence for. I was, the, I was devastated for my own loves and failures yeah. in life and I was happy for them like it was just kind of an all encompassing moment it is a roller coaster of emotions and it hits you like a ton of bricks and what a fucking film yes and I want to talk just a little bit at the end here about Richard Linklater's relationship to time because that is such a prominent theme in all of his films yeah which it's funny like same with Chris Nolan but Chris Nolan is all about like the concept of time and link leader is more about the science of time, time yeah. as a reality and as our enemy and as our friend. Well, yeah. So and how like there are moments in this film where time stops, but also 
time passing is 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 a care i mean new york is a character in the film. no but like time. those nine years are characters in this film um yeah fully uh there is it, it made me think of this i i sound like one of the characters in the film but it made me think of this uh this piece that i read uh which is all they all they're reading a lot of studies and yeah. pieces for people who do not have the internet like where are you reading studies I mean, oh four is this the first one they, I mean, they talk about he's reading studies in the first one. He's reading studies in this one. Like he, it's I, I, it was just a thought I had. But yeah, they they do be reading. Uh, it was a stu- I, and I like read a lot about it. I heard about it in a doc, but there it was a doc talking about time as a concept and people trying to figure out time travel. But then, uh, and like how different people view time. Uh, and they were talking about uh, you know time travel we time travel all the time in that maybe time travel is not how we think of it like we get into a delorean and jump yeah. years forward or years back but there is a sense of time travel of like when you're having fun or these important moments these times slow slow down for you and and time and it, goes- like a weekend can feel like a week yes yeah and like when you're bored or lonely or like in a state it feels like it goes on forever but then also like you think of your childhood and it seems to have happened in a blink of an eye. But at the time um, it was like the longest possible it, fucking. It was, yeah, you would never leave childhood. So you do time travel in these little kind of, you know, metaphysical yeah. ways in your mind. Well, I think um, about our little trip to Anza Borrego. That was only one night. But like. The, but what a romantic a night. <laughs> I mean, it was a romantic weekend for sure. Um, but I mean, like. A hundred thousand things happen in like seventeen hours. Yeah, and honestly, eight of those hours we were sleeping. Yeah, uh, it's the it's just a trip we took with our friends oh, when no, we but were. You, trying. But you know, I, it's a trip we, that we took we reference just, it all the time. It was a very fun trip, and we in an talk episode about, of Rough we talked about how we met Keanu Reeves on that trip. Um, oh right, yeah. Uh, no, but like, yeah, that's so true. That like, you know, certain memories we. we it's like oh, that felt like forever in a day. Yeah. but then like. Whole weeks will pass me by. Yeah, I'm like, we got oh, the- shit. It's already Thursday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we got there at night, but like four different milestone events in our friendships uh, took place in that weekend. So it yeah. was a um, baptism by fire. <laughs> Truly, it was one hundred and twenty-three uh, no, degrees. We yeah. got stuck in the desert. We went on a great hike. Uh, we ate dinner at a country club. Uh, <laughs> stoned out of our minds. Uh- <laughs> and we only like twelve of us ate for like sixty dollars. Yeah, because we all just split pizzas. Um, anyway, our, this is this is yeah. Nothing. Um, yeah, no, but that's that's an interesting point, and I love how time plays a role in his films. And of course, Linklater is pretty famous for like time that happens in these characters is true to life. Boyhood being like the ultimate example of this, yeah. but this also being the same nine years. Yeah. Final thoughts. I think it would be interesting for someone to watch this film independently of Before Sunrise. Like, if I showed this film to somebody who had never seen any of them before, what would their impression be? I think it, one, the impression is, I gotta watch these other movies. Well, definitely that. Because uh, I, I the friend I was talking to about uh, going home to watch these movies, she's like, oh, I watched all three in one sitting. Oh. Because I had never seen them. And so my friend and I sat down to watch, and we watched the first one, and then, like, 
we immediately had to watch the next one and then immediately had to watch the next yeah, one. Yeah, I guess that makes sense because the end with the, like, they're going to be back again. But I do, like... I, I think this movie 100% holds up. You understand everything if you haven't seen the first. Definitely, and you know, normally it is the worst fucking thing in the world that a sequel can do where the characters in the sequel are just, like, nonstop living in the first movie. Mm-hmm. But in this film, it's like, well, yeah. Yeah. That's what they have to do. Yeah, it... it works so well what do you so i have given my ranking so far that i think i like this movie better than the first yeah i mean they're so different and i do think my age and life experience like of course i i i I think i agree with you that this is the one that i think is really gonna hit home the most yes I, i don't know if it's my favorite necessarily but it is the one that i think i can connect to the most sure yeah uh but i wonder if I had seen these earlier, or maybe if I had even seen them later. Yeah. How would Revisited. I feel? These, yeah. yeah I, I think that's another thing that... Because they're presumably going to be older in the next one. Yes. Um, so that is also going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. I think about, to compare to another piece of art, Adele, when she released 30. Yeah. She said, like, you know, the label wants her to be on TikTok and this, that, and the other thing. She's like, this um, is not an album for people in their 20s. This is yeah. for... Who is making art for people who have already lived that life. I think who is making art that can resonate to people who've been divorced, yeah. people who've already tried things and have failed, people who are rebuilding life, people who are pivoting their life in a new direction. Yeah. And I think this is a great example of art that really does speak to an audience that maybe doesn't get spoken to enough, yeah. which is like the people who are on to the next chapter of their life. But still feeling and like... And no, it, it's funny because that uh, that you referenced Friends so much because that was the whole conceit of Friends. Yeah, true. Was, you know... I mean, no one told you life was going to be, gonna be this, this way. way. Yeah, it, it was people in their 30s and all they had was each other. Which, like, actually, not to keep talking about Friends, but it but, was at the time a pretty revolution. Because like, if you think about sitcoms, yeah. they were all families. Yeah. And now it's like, no, but these are people who are just like doing their best. Yeah. Um... Anyway. Or it was Seinfeld. Also, Friends, the series finale of Friends came out the same year that this film came out. So, like, actually, like, okay, yeah. there is something to be said about Friends in this, in this film. Sure, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, these films are so good. And it, like, it, it this one adds so much. And, it, the next and you know one, what? I'll be honest. I am excited because this is, uh, yeah, I only saw the, I saw the third one first. So I'm excited to now have go back, go and back to the third one, having seen the rest of them. Um, I almost regret picking it for this show because these are films that like, I feel like even talking about them, it's like maybe not. It is. Uh, I mean, there's lots to talk. Like there's, there's plenty to discuss. And like, for me, this show has been the excuse for me to watch these films. So that's all well and good. But there are some aspects about the thing that it's like, it's so personal. It is. Yeah. It is. It is such a personal movie, and I these, was, you know what, after our are, last recording, I thought like, wow, that was uh, more personal than like any of our recordings of rough stuff I felt. True. Um, uh, well, because I mean, what could be more personal than love? But what's the Scorsese quote? The most personal is the most profound. Sure. And that's what we'll leave you here with the yeah. Scorsese quote. Um, yeah. So, uh, thank you for listening. This is, we're clocking in at close to an hour and a half. So, uh, almost as longer than the film. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you're on the small beans, Patreon, um, thank you. Yes. Uh, we love you. Uh, if you're not and you're not a donor consider or a patron, 
uh, consider throwing the Patreon a couple bucks. And uh, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. Uh, the, you can leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening to this, and it helps the algorithm like us better. Yes. We're also on Twitter. Yeah. At SK underscore Griffith. And at Bridget Tweets. You can... Three T's. Three T's right in a row. Uh, you can follow us there. And uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks everyone for joining us on this very Thank special so romantic yeah. episode of Shooting Threes. This has been a small beans endeavor. We're a bunch of pals who make podcasts, sketches, music, web series, and movies. The beans always have new ideas percolating. So make sure to check us out at patreon.com slash small beans. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash small beans, where you can browse all of our current and past content, see what we've got planned in the future, and learn how your support can help the small beans grow into huge giant monster beans if you enjoyed this content module please like rate subscribe or tell a friend about us we love you <laughs> <laughs>